what is good everybody welcome back to this week in points and travel i am your host jp buffett on the show this week we'll be talking about pop-up jail and how everybody seems to be in it we'll be talking about how marriott is getting sued in los angeles we'll be also talking about how delta airlines profits are soaring yet the fares remain high Finally, we'll be talking about how Hyatt and MGM are going through a breakup. Those stories coming up on This Week in Points and Travel. All right, guys, welcome to This Week in Points and Travel. I have been gone a little bit. Yes, yes. For the loyal listeners, you know, this has uh, been a few weeks since I've been back, but I'm back. You know, uh, it took a little time to think about how to restructure the podcast, and uh, we're doing this. For people who have not, uh, this is your first time tuning in, and it's years or months or whatever down the road, hi, welcome. <laughs> this is a podcast uh, talking about uh, the points uh, community and uh, different travel um, news that's happening throughout the week or whenever I end up getting to it. You know, it's actually kind of funny when I think about it, what people say, I've been gone this entire time, I'm back now, I'm like... It's my first time seeing you, bro. Like, I've never, <laughs> I guess you've been going a while. But anyways, yeah, I am back for all the loyal listeners. I thank you for uh, sticking with me. But yeah, I want to actually get into our first story right now. And this story is about pop-up jail. It is pop-up jail season, if you will. And this is personal to me because uh, like uh, many other people, recent people in the credit card community, um, I received the dreaded pop-up. So what am I talking about when I say pop-up jail? So for anybody who does not know, American Express has this infamous pop-up to where they basically say something along the lines of, uh, we cannot extend you this welcome offer given your previous uh, history with tr- balance transfers, your activity with the car, yada, 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 stuff like that. And basically, at least if you're playing the points and miles game, one of the reasons you apply for cards is to get that sign-up bonus because, like uh, as Sebi would say, uh, it moves the needle the most, especially for people who you know can't use those multipliers. But yeah, I mean, I was getting pop-ups since I would say early June. The last American Express card I actually got was the Hilton Business card back in March of 2023. Um, this year, obviously. But yeah, I was trying to get one, trying to get an Amex Gold card, mainly because it had a little bit of sign-up bonus. And plus my player two, my partner, she could have got like the plus 6x on groceries, some some astronomical number. We couldn't pass this up. So I was going to get some points. She was going to get some points. It was going to be win-win. Well, Amex was like, no, we're not doing that. You are not getting this card. And I was like, okay, wow. Okay, let me apply for some other cards. Uh, I apply for try for the Hilton um, surpass card because of its elevated bonus pop up jail. I applied for some other cards just just to just to see just to see you know will I get this um, pop up? And for each of them, I got a pop up. I'm like, wow, is this just me? Is this just me? Can this can be happening? But over time, I was seeing different YouTubers and whatnot talk about how they uh, got the pop up. They got in the pop up jail. And so it wasn't just me. It wasn't just one person. It was um, many different people across many different credit scores had this issue. So, you know, the question becomes, 
what is happening? And my mind went straight to the economy. The economy and what's happening, there is being a credit crunch in the economy. And basically, the Federal Reserve, which is basically the big entity controlling the finances of the United States, they are raising interest rates. And the raising of these interest rates basically reduces the amount of lending that lenders can do. American Express, obviously, is a lender. And they are not, you know, adding in, uh, not lending as leniently as they were in the early days of the pandemic. So there is that going on. Um, but, you know, I, kind of, it's kind of a frustrating thing to me. It's very frustrating given that they give you this pop-up. They don't really tell you why you have the pop-up. You know, it's, it's just like, oh, all these factors could have contributed to you not getting it. So, you know, on that, on that front, uh, it is what it is. And that, that, that's the problem. Like, how do you get out of pop-up jail? To be honest with you, from all of the things that I have researched, everybody just seems to be saying, spend. Spend more money, which to me does not seem like a valid solution. I think um, there has to be other things. You know, just spending more money on the card can be a problem in itself because spending more money on the card could lead you into further debt, which is not good for anybody. You know, and the consequence of being in pop-up jail is that, you know, you can't get the bonus. You can't, you know, continue to go into the American Express ecosystem, which honestly, given how some people have actually got their cards, the entire catalog of cards, their entire accounts, you know, um, removed, it might actually be a good thing to not have too many American Express cards. And it's not to say that, you know, every single card or every single person is getting the pop-up jail. I know Chad, um, if you are on YouTube, uh, Chad from Chad's Money Minutes, uh, he actually got the Hilton uh, Surpass card. He broke out of pop-up jail. <laughs> As he said, his accomplice was a Hilton Surpass. Uh, great video. You should definitely um, go watch it if you have time. Uh, but yeah, you know, um, it, it, it sucks. It sucks. You know, it's pop-up jail season. And I, may, I mainly think it's because of uh, the Fed raising these interest rates. And I think that you're going to see this type of tightening as interest rates remain high and as the uncertainty around the economy remains. But people will say, oh, well, they have all these high offers. Like, what are these high offers happening for? Well, I, I mean, their business, they're still trying to get new people. You know, they're still, they still want customers. They just don't want customers who are already there. So I think Amex is doing a similar thing. And basically, they are, you know, looking to lay the lay of the land realizing the, uh, the structure recession might be imminent. So they are giving uh, the pop-up jail. Hopefully I'm out of pop-up jail soon. I, I hope I am. I keep getting, I keep getting uh, the Amex business, uh, business platinum offers for 15K in spin. So the business offers are still there apparently. Um, but in terms of the personal side, that doesn't seem to be working for me. And uh, I'm not going to go for the uh, business card at this time and place. So... It is what it is, you know, hopefully uh, this, this changes, but until then, pop-up jail will be around, and I, besides people saying to spend, I really don't know any way outside of this hellscape, <laughs> honestly. But with that, I want to move on to our next story, so let's get into that. The next story coming up is from Marriott. So this story comes via the Wall Street Journal and Fire Talk. So I actually saw the story 
on Flyer Talk. And I thought it was really interesting. So this isn't this week. <laughs> you know, this is actually kind of old at this point. Um, it happened back in June. I think around June 20th or something like that. But yeah, so basically what happened is Marriott, Marriott Bonvoy, they are being sued by customers who said that they charge them junk fees. So junk fees are basically just, just fees that don't actually add to the experience of the room. So I think of a junk fee as a hotel resort fee. If I don't use certain parts of the resort, if I don't go to the spa, like why am I being charged this fee? So that's a junk fee. It's things that actually don't add to your actual overall experience at the hotel that you are required to pay for. And I, I actually did a YouTube uh, video on this way back in February talking about how the White House is actually trying to put a, uh, the junk fee act is what they call it. They're trying to basically remove the amount of junk fees that the consumers are having because they are saying that these junk fees are one, hurting the consumer and also they're hurting the economy by how much they're being charged. But back to what's happening in LA, Yes, uh, so last year, there was a law that was passed in L.A. County that required hotel workers that are cleaning rooms in hotels that have more than 45 rooms, basically to have a, a pay bump. You know, this is on top of the other protections uh, that they have for workers. For Marriott to become in accordance with this law, they basically charge a what they call a hotel work protection accordance fee. And this fee was $10 to $14 a day that customers were being charged. And what the claim says is that from this fee alone, Marriott is making $3.6 million annually in this surcharge. So think about that for a second. In $10 to $14 a day, they're making $3.6 million. And that alone is not the problem. The, the 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 people who are suing claim that Marriott is making this money and it actually it goes above what they actually uh, would need to comply with the law. So basically, on top of the money that they're paying for the uh, for the increase in the hotel workers, they're actually charging people on top of that. So they're making a profit on top of um, just paying their workers, which people say is a junk fee, which I would happen to agree with. I think that if you are trying to just pay your workers more. First off, first off, let, let's back up here. If you're trying to pay your workers more, don't add an extra fee on top of it. That's my first thing. Do not add an extra fee on top of it. Just say, hey, this is how much the room, bake it into the room cost. You know, I, I think about this when I think about tipping. They say, oh, you know, we, you got to add um, a, a suggested 20% gratuity. Yeah, I recently am, uh, you know, looking for places um, for my rehearsal dinner for my wedding and um, all these places are charging us for saying, oh, you know, this is how much it costs and uh, this does not include the 20% suggested gratuity. But the suggested gratuity is required. So it's not suggested in that case. I don't see what you're telling me. Like, why would you say it's suggested? Either way, I think these type of costs should be just baked into the price. Bake it into the price and I have no issue with what you are doing. But when you tell me that is a fee on top, it's, it's I think it's a psychology thing. They're trying to say, oh, we don't want to charge you this, but to be in compliance with this law or to pay, or don't, don't blame us, blame the working person, which I think is a bunch of crap. 
you know, you have to pay your workers more. Your workers deserve to get paid a fair wage. And on top of that, I deserve to know what the actual cost is. Now, to be fair to Marriott, if you go to their website and you're booking through their website, you know, you can click a thing that says show all taxes and fees. So that, to be fair to them, they do have that option. But still, you know, the fact that I even have to click that to show taxes and fees is a step that should not have to be taken. You know, it, 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 again, I get it. It's marketing. I get all that. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. But yeah, they said they're claiming that, you know, this $3.6 million that Marriott is making is far and above what they need to comply. And it is anti-competitory because the other hotels aren't able to do this. Um, also, we know Marriott has the largest footprint. So when you go someplace, you're going to probably stay at a Marriott in Los Angeles. There are more Marriott's than anything else. So it would make sense that, you know, it's it's um, it's kind of like a predatory practice if you think about it. You know, it, it is what it is. And I don't really know what has come of this just yet. It just, you know, they just filed a suit. And actually, that brings me to a thought I was just thinking about, actually. It's, it's interesting to me that customers can, like, sue in this way. Um, I never really thought, you know, when I got charged a, a resort fee or something like that to, to sue you know, Marriott or Hilton. You know, I might, might have to think about that going into the future. But yeah, as this story develops, I will uh, keep bringing it to you because this is a very interesting story to me personally. Uh, I would love to see what this, what's going to happen with this. And also in accordance with, like I said earlier, the Junk Fee Act that the White House is trying to put forward. So um, let's see uh, what happens. With I think at the, at the end of the day, I think I think what is most important is just for them to put it in the price. Don't have any other fees on top of it. Just put in the price. This is the price of your stay. It's that simple. But yeah, with that, let's move on um, now to our last couple of stories. We have on the docket Delta and uh, Delta prices increasing and also the breakup between MGM and Hyatt. Those are coming up next. Okay, on our next story, we will be talking about Delta Airlines and their prices are soaring. They are flying high, pun intended, pun very intended, actually. But yes, Delta's profits are soaring, yet their fares remain high. That's interesting. That's interesting because you would think that if their profits are soaring, they can find a way to adjust their thing to make it better for the consumer. And I'm going to get into this. This is coming again from the points guy, if I didn't say that already. It's basically saying that uh, Delta made a $14.6 billion revenue when you adjust for special terms. I don't know what the special terms are. They don't really get into that. But Delta saw $2.5 billion in income, achieving a strong 17.1% margin. So basically, this is saying that in terms of their operating expenses versus their revenue, the income that they're making is at 17.1% margin. And their overall income, net income, was $1.8 billion. And this was driven by strong demand as well as a decrease in uh, fuel costs, which is, I guess, that would happen. You know, you increase your fares, you decrease your fuel costs, you make a bigger spread. And the issue that is happening here is this actually coming from uh, the U.S. Department of Labor. And they're saying that Delta actually has an increased capacity for their flights. So they're saying there's room on the flights 
but they're still charging a higher fare. So when you think about this, this is the this is this is the thing that's happening. You have supply and demand. If the demand is there and the supply is not there, you obviously have higher prices. If the supply is there and the demand is not there, then you'll have lower prices. That is simple economics. I mean, it's a little more complicated than that, but that is the gist of it. So what they're saying is Delta has a high supply, a bit of a demand, but the supply is bigger than their demand. Therefore, their prices should not be soaring as much as they are, yet they still are. But Delta, you know, on the other end, is basically saying that their prices aren't soaring. Well, the prices are soaring. Delta is, is basically saying that, yes, our prices are soaring, but there's a high demand. And we actually do not see this uh, increased capacity on our flights. They're saying that given a strong uh, shoulder season, this is basically the season right before the holidays. So you could think between um, September to about October, late October, this is the time, the shoulder season. They're saying that people are still flying during these times in that they are not actually seeing any drop off in this. So the band remains high. So therefore, they, you know, to shoulder that, they are keeping their prices high because there's such a high demand, which if that is the case, it makes sense. It definitely makes sense. And then also on top of that, they're, you know, during peak travel season, people are going out. And this peak travel season is staying long, is, is lasting longer. And this is essential because it's happening in places in Southern Europe. So your Mediterranean places like that, your Amalfi Coast, your uh, you know south of your south uh, Spain areas like that. Um, while in Northern Europe, they're actually seeing shorter seasons. So I don't really know what to say about this story. It's interesting to me because Delta is obviously making more of a profit. They're making more of a profit because the prices are higher um, and the fuel charges are lower. Therefore, they're going to make more of a profit. But is this profit just greed? Are they actually going with inflation? Are they actually going to supply and demand? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll have to see uh, what comes of this. But what I will say, and an interesting thing I will say, is that they were showing that South Europe is having a longer season so therefore, the prices going to these places are higher. And Northern Europe is having a shorter season. So the prices, I would assume, are lower. Therefore, it would make more sense to go to the places that, you know, people are traveling less. And I get it. You want to go where you want to go. But if money is a factor, which for a lot of people it actually might be, it would make more sense to go to places that are least or less traveled. And you might actually enjoy where you're going to. Now, I'm not just saying go anywhere. It doesn't make sense to just go anywhere, but, you know, go places that are, they seem to be fun, but they, you know, not as many people are going to. You might actually have a better time. This is all my opinion, obviously, but yeah, you know, it is, uh, it's happening. Delta's profits are soaring and we'll see if they continue to soar or if they come back down to earth and if prices become more fair. We will see as the economy continues to, to morph and shift and uh, interest rates rise and fall. We'll see what happens with Delta's things. But yes, with that, I actually uh, want to move on to our last story. And this story is about how Hyatt and MGM are going for a breakup. That story coming up next.
All right, guys, in our final story, this will be a short one. Um, if you are on YouTube and the credit card community at all, you will know that Hyatt, yes, the world of Hyatt and MGM are going through a bit of a divorce. MGM, uh, which is in Las Vegas, is ending its partnership with World of Hyatt effective September 30th. So if you book anything before September 30th, you will be able to still go through the World of Hyatt and book that way. But anything after that, any stays after that, it has to be done through MGM Resorts. And I personally have not stayed at MGM, so I can't really give you much of a personal take on this. But apparently this was interesting for a lot of people who like to do status matches and partnerships and stuff like that. Not having this re removes the ability to do that. And the only one remaining at the time being would be uh, Caesars Entertainment in their partnership with Wyndham uh, Rewards. I actually saw something interesting on the YouTube channel, uh, Ask Sevi, and he basically said that Marriott, <laughs> Marriott is back on this on this uh, podcast two, twice in <laughs> twice in one episode. But yeah, Marriott bought a hotel, which is I think not too. I think it's the Continental. I can't remember the name of it, um, but it is close to the MGM. I think it's also part of that network. So it might actually be not that Hyatt is that MGM is just going on going on its own, but it might actually be trying to lay way for a partnership with Marriott, which will be an interesting thing because again, Marriott has a large footprint and it is around a lot of places. But that is it. That is uh, the big story that I really don't have much of a take on it. Um, that is something that's happening. So if you uh, do enjoy Hyatt's and if you do enjoy going to Vegas, MGM being one of your places you want to stay, just be aware that this is happening. And yeah, guys, that is it for this week in Points of Travel. But before you go, I want to make a very um, exciting announcement. Um, I'm mainly on YouTube right now, but I'm actually in the process of having the podcast go to all different uh, podcasting hosting sites, be it your Apple Podcasts, your Spotify, and others um, around. So be on the lookout for that. This week in Points and Travel will be on other streaming or uh, podcast uh, platforms in the near future. But yeah, with that, please leave a like um, if you have not already. And of course, guys, until next time, peace. <music>